Hi, and welcome back to the First Quarter Club. I'm Joe, and this is Hannah, and we're bringing you new episodes every Monday. Hi, Max. Hello, guys. Thanks for joining. Um, to everyone listening, welcome to our 12th episode of the First Quarter Club. So today, we're joined by the owner and founder of Absolute Dining. He's a fan of all things food, photography, trading and travelling. That's a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> Um, and he's a self-proclaimed drink genie so definitely sounds like right up our street joe (laughs) definitely (laughs) so welcome max thank you thank you very much how are you guys yeah not too bad it's just uh be very happy when this uh horrible weather is out of the way for sure i'm gonna get a bit of sunshine i think definitely so no yeah we'll we'll kick it off straight away then so so max tell us a little bit about yourself and where it all started really you know within school and that what what was you like in school (laughs) that's a very (laughs) interesting subjects especially knowing i haven't really been to school oh um, right <laughs> yeah i have like all the diploma stuff um uh, is not what i have as i've been obviously in school in from the age of three years old uh back in london actually because i was born in france and i came to london at the age of three uh right. when my parents divorced um so at first i was in paris and then i came to london when my mother uh met uh cliche kind of british french trader uh in the city so we came here when i was four three four years old went to school until 11 in the lycée francais charles de gaulle i don't know if you know it all right south kensington which is a french lycée uh at that point i realized it wasn't really for me i mean i wasn't really the kind of like a student who was listening or like really into what was going on i wanted to do my own thing draw create music i was really in the artistic uh sides of the of the thing so I didn't want to follow education um at that moment at the age of 11 that went all a bit crazy so I didn't really know my real father because I wasn't really seeing him or wasn't really having contact with him and stuff like that for various reasons so I decided to go and join him in Marseille south of France where there's the sun if you want to go there Joe (sighs) Very nice. Oh, don't make, making me very jealous. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a beautiful place. Marseille is beautiful. South of France is beautiful. Depends where you go, obviously. Um, but yeah, so I went there and then went to join my father to be able to see what it was to live with a real father because obviously I was with my stepdad and my mom back in London, yeah. uh, which was the biggest mistake of my life um, <laughs> because actually he is an artist and a chef. So he's really in the industry, but obviously a lot of people in this industry have a lot of drinking, have a lot of stuff like that, depending where you are. And he was one of them. So instead of taking me as a normal son in, uh, in the house, normal school and stuff, he brought me to boarding school. I think that's the word in English, boarding school. Yep. Yep. Um, so to boarding school for three years, which made me go even more crazy. Uh, didn't want to do studying at all. And I was down to, yeah, 15. And then at 15, I didn't, still no qualifications, no nothing. Le brevet and the baccalaureate, pff, that was not for me. Uh, I wasn't accepted in school anymore in France because at the age of 15, um, if you have really bad documents and a bad, uh, how you say, like... Um, qualifications. When, exactly, when people know, because you know you have, you have a profile mm-hmm. in the education in France. So people, at, until the age of 15, public schools have to accept you whatever it takes um and then after 15 years old they can just say actually i don't want you in my school you're you're, you're taking the piss and stuff like that yeah. so goodbye <laughs> which it was me so i wasn't right. accepting the school anymore uh at the age of 15 stayed from 15 to 16 with my father just having a bit of a weird life and i just went a bit crazy a bit more and came back to london by myself with my with my savings and stuff like that at the age of 16 which my stepfather told me, I will take you back home if you change. Because, he's, I mean, he's a perfectionist. He's a trader and stuff like that. So you, you, the difference between a, a crazy alcoholic chef and a trader in the city <laughs> of London, you know? Um, so there was a lot of, of like, a um, lot of difference, like two different kind of person I was deep inside me. But I still had my artistic sides and still wanted to grow up and stuff. So I, at that moment, I went to Africa at the age of 17 for humanity volunteering because my stepfather told me, I'll take you back home if you change. Mm-hmm. So I went to Africa in Tanzania and Kenya, where I learned the word Swahili, I mean, the, the language Swahili, where Akuna Matata comes from and all that. And then I discovered the, the real me, which was, which was learning, creating and stuff like that. Every, uh, all the things that touches the world and people and all that. 
So I came back in London a few months after the age of 17. And then I wanted to work and I wanted to be able to be independent. And I loved food and wine and creating, drawing, everything that's in the creative world. So I decided to start work and I could only go in the hospitality industry because that was the only thing that was accepting people um, without qualifications, let's say, because I couldn't get a job in, in a bank. I couldn't get a job as in, as in, in the admin or advertising, marketing, whatever. It was only like cleaning plates, cleaning dishes, but in the hospitality industry. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it was a bit tough. It was a bit tough because obviously it was an easy job. It was long hours. It was horrible money. It was I think at that moment, I think back in the day when I was 17, it was what? 17, 18, I was, it was what? Five pounds to seven pounds per hour? Something like that. That was really bad. Yeah, bare minimum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was like, you, you, yeah, no, it was... It was horrible, but at least, I don't know, you had something, so your mental state was a bit like, oh, I am doing something and I'm getting my own money. And I was learning a lot of stuff. I was always with the kitchen chefs. We had, like, a lot in common. I was always with the waiters. I wanted to learn more, learn more, learn, learn more. Um, so I've been working from 17 to 20 in loads of different little bistro restaurants and stuff like that around southwest London, uh, small places that my stepfather knew so I could get into and blah, blah, blah. And I started to really, really, really fall in love with the hospitality, really, really fall in love with the industry, uh, with the, the human contact, the fact that I could see the waiters going to a table, giving food to customers and customers having a big smile, you know. And then I, could, I was the one going to the chef, like, oh, chef, chef, the customer had a big, big smile when he saw your plate. And, and he was like, oh, thank you, Max, thank you, you know. <laughs> so I was always the one running everywhere, being the little the little annoying little kids just running to chefs and waiters. No, he loved it. He loved it. Like I could feel my heart going into this industry. Um, so I wanted to learn more, learn more, learn more. And yeah, around like a few years after doing this and that, um, like I had, it was, it was a re restaurant in Ballon called Gazette, Gazette Restaurant, uh, which was uh, Mr. Walter, I mean, crazy French restaurateur, mm -hmm. who was holding the place, um, which for whom I was working at that moment, who told me, I can see you, you're passionate. I can see you're into it. Do you want to go behind the bar? Okay. And I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> I'll be the one the customers will be happy to see my creations, you know I mean? My cocktails and stuff. So I went there and that's when I started falling in love as well with cocktails, as well as the floor, as well as the bar. I fell in love with the cocktails. But anyway, let's, until for all these years, I've really been, until the age of 25, I'm 26 now, I'm 27. Oh my God, it's going so fast. <laughs> oh my God, it's going so fast. Um, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, life is going as fast as I'm talking. And um, so, yeah, so then I went, I was in this industry for, for years and then I went into management, like holding, holding bars, like opening restaurants, closing restaurants uh, until the age of 24. And then 24 to 25, I worked in Michelin restaurants. I worked in fine dining restaurants. And that's where I was literally realizing I was really in love with the industry. And I just couldn't stop thinking about it. You know, this, this job where you do 90 hours a week, you wake up at 8 a.m. and you go back home at like 1 a.m. with a one hour break. And you're just working, yeah, 90 hours a week, but you still love it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, still... that, that's an incredible like journey, though. I think there's so many parts to unpick there, Max. There's, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> it's so, no, it's so fascinating. And, and you know what? This is the reason why Joe and I have sort of reached out to you, right? Because you've got a, a bit of a contrasting experience to the, the people mm. that we've interviewed already. Um, yeah. But we've both got a passion for hospitality, for food, drink, definitely drink. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And, obviously, yeah. and obviously self-starters as well. So, so you're, you've got the almost the trading financial, you know, city side of your life growing up. But then you've mm -hmm. also got the, almost your passion, you know, and, and it's quite interesting how you fell into the hospitality. You say, you, oh, it was um, all you could do at the time, wash plates, you know, work in, in restaurants, whatever. Mm -hmm. but, but you seem to, to find that it is your, you know, something you actually really enjoy. So what I'm trying to say, how do you, how do, you deal with the, the balance of, okay, one side's telling you, okay, you've got to, you know, do your studies, get a job, work in the financial industry perhaps and being built up that way. And then the other side following your dream. Well, that's where Absolute Dining comes in a little bit because as well as when I, yeah, like yeah, it was two years ago uh, when I was doing the opening, I thought, you probably heard about it, the, the, of the gun makers uh, back in Marabone. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it was an old pub uh, from Churchill that was taken by Xavier Rousset, which was one of the biggest uh, master sommelier. I mean, he's 
the youngest master sommelier in the world, mm -hmm. uh, made like partnered up with Mark Jarvis, which is a chef, and they opened the the gun makers. And I was working as a restaurant manager, training sommelier, and I I just realized how business were, was working. I could see how they were enjoying the fact that they opened a restaurant. And back in the age of 21, uh, I've opened a, a, like my first bar. I've opened a bar with a friend called Richard who left to Australia when everything went to shit. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> we, we opened a bar together for like two months. Uh, and then we realized how business was working because we were paying for stocks. We were paying for license. We were paying for everything. And we, was, we were working our asses off to be able to run the place. Uh, and then people were coming in already drunk, already high or whatsoever. So obviously we were not making any money, any profit, and we were not even selling the stock. So I could see how business was going behind the hospitality. Anyway, um, so I was, when I was the gunmakers one with uh, Xavier Rousset and Mark Jarvis and stuff, I started really wanting to, to make money to be able to do that myself. I've always wanted to open a restaurant, mm -hmm. always, and I will. You, you're coming back in a few years, you'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll be around um, the restaurant, don't worry. <laughs> perfect, you'll even come for, like discount for you guys anytime. You'll and, be at the and, bar, Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> Shock. Yeah, and, um, and yeah, and so basically I was like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to still work in my passion, but I want, I mean, I'm, I want to make money. A lot of people do, a lot of people don't, but I'm, 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 I need to be able to have money to open my restaurant so my passion can be there and my dream can happen. So I did like, wow, why not opening my own business? Why not making money? But oh, damn it. In hospitality, you don't make that much money, mm -hmm. except if you work in luxury places. The, the, the most amazing place I've worked at was Aqua. I don't know if you know it. But it's like a big rooftop, really luxury cocktail place in Oxford Circus. It's, you should go. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> it, I mean, if you like, like, hey, guys, like, it's really good. Cool. <laughs> Sounds like you, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, me after a couple of drinks. <laughs> let's go, let's go. And um, I could see, like there, you, you you work in a beautiful place. It's a bit like if you work at Louis Vuitton or if you work at uh, you know the most biggest brands. You don't you don't make that much money to be honest. And I was like, oh my god, if I work as a bartender or a bar manager or whatever, my whole life I'm not going to be able to open my own restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went into learning trading, which I spoke with my stepfather. He was like, Max, this is not for you. You have to be this. You have to be that. Come on. I've done years of education. I've done years of this, you know? And I was like, yeah, well, that's not going to bring me down. Fuck it. And so I did it by myself and I was learning by myself. And then I was like, wait, wait a second. It's not that hard. It's just very risky. So I've taken books. I've taken online training. I've taken, not the ones where you see, obviously, the others like, oh yeah, follow me, uh, buy this and I'll train you how to be a trader. That's loads of, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, and um, so no, yeah, books and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make money to be able to invest in my own business, Absolute Dining, which I'm doing now. And it's actually working really well, to be honest. I'm really glad I did because, I mean, cryptocurrencies, stock trading and stuff like that is it's blowing up and down here and there. So as a day-to-day -day trading, I'm making enough money to be able to invest in my business in a, in a year, you know, when lockdown stops. Yeah. So that's how I have the contrast of like working in my in my dream, which is building my own company, um, Absolute Dining, which I've worked a lot and I've worked crazy for. And mm -hmm. I'm really, really sad about that because I was opening it. I was launching it the day before the lockdown happened. So right, I, okay. it's, it's yeah, it's a bit hard to 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 not know what's going on because I'm still paying for it. I'm still investing in it. And I have a lot of restaurants who told me, actually, Max, we're not going to be able to do it with you because we don't even have money to pay our staff. So we're not going to be able to pay for your for your new thing and stuff. Obviously. So yeah, so that's so, how so a bit take high, a step back. The what, so just for our listeners who might have not be aware of Absolute Dining, can you just give us a quick overview of you know what in, what's involved in and how you set it up? Of course. So <laughs> I've set it up. Um, I've had the idea two years ago, which was I love hospitality. I want to show people how beautiful hospitality is. And then obviously, as you grow, as you grow up, as you you learn more, you realize people have already done that. So you always want to add something new. So I've always been, always added something new, which is my energy, my love, my creations, my stuff like that. And, and, um, and, and I arrived at that point when I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and show people that hospitality is not indeed just a job for people without qualifications. It's not just a job for people. Um, who, I mean, it's, 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 it's more than a job. It's like another world. I don't know how to say, but like in, the way I see it is like Earth, People on this planet, there's either work or hospitality. Or one way or the other. Like people in the office, when they're not in the office, they are in hospitality. So in the restaurant, in the bar, in the pub, in the cinema, yeah. which is still hospitality. Okay. You know, you know, so they are there. So they want to have a good time there. They don't want to have a service where 
the people are just literally standing straight, not saying hello, not saying like water, wine, blah, 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 blah. I mean, in most places that I've worked recently, it was fine dining and Michelin stars. They're doing really well, but they want to kind of like, I felt a bit brainwashed. So it was like, yeah, you have to do this. Don't speak to customers. Don't be that friendly. Don't be this. Just kind of be a robot, mm -hmm. you know, and a bit like the army. And I was like, fair enough. It's your business. But I mean, I'm someone very friendly. I'm very sociable. I jump everywhere. I, lo I, I love to live. I'm, I'm a very happy human being and I want people in restaurants to just have a good time. You do, you, do, you do see the people who don't want to speak to you and you do see the people who want to speak to mm -hmm. you. Yeah, yeah. So absolute, so absolute dining was more of a thing of like to show the passion of food, to show the passion of wine and just make people have a good time as well as eating with the family or their friends. So is it like a, a like a mini social network in a way for, for restaurants and people to share restaurants, say like, oh guys, I've been to here, I've been there or to discover new places? Is that... Is... Well, that was a bit the idea I had at first. I was like, yeah, I'm going to create a community for restaurants to, to connect with each other's um, and like Deliveroo, like Uber Eats or whatever, or, or Facebook groups and stuff like that. But then I was like, no, I'm going to turn it into like a marketing and advertising company, which is right. promoting the products, you know? So basically, if I'm opening my restaurant tomorrow, I'm going to create, a, my chef is going to create a few dishes, but how am I going to promote those dishes? How am I going mm. to have people to see them? I'm going to have people to want these dishes. And that's where we come here. We absolutely comes to the restaurant. Right, okay. And, and, and basically, it's like a couple minute videos where we are going to sell Dream. Because there's a lot of promoters who take pictures on Instagram and just debate. Oh, yeah, this is good. This is that with a picture and what's in it. And that's it. All videos of like 15 minutes to 20 minutes describing the whole day. But I've never seen yet a video which is like one minute to two minutes maximum where they describe the dish, they describe why the chef has created that dish, to see them eating the dish, to have a little bit of entertainment at the same yeah. time, you know, like a video, like people will stay looking at the video. Because nowadays, people don't have time to watch 15-minute videos. They're like, ah, oh, 15 minutes, next, you know? Yeah. So it's going to be like quick videos of people will have everything they want to see in a restaurant. They're going to see me loving the dish. They're going to see me jumping everywhere. Mm -hmm. I have a happy amount to eat the dish. <laughs> Interview the chef. Like, why did you create this? What came through your mind to create mm -hmm. this? Blah, blah, blah. Your background, everything. And then show the bit the venue. And then people are going to look at this and I'm like, damn, I want to go. Yeah, it's like, it's like creating the atmosphere, but on an app or like exactly. on the phone or a website. So people can actually get a view of, you know, what they're getting themselves into. I mean, it's all well and good looking for a few moody pictures on TripAdvisor of like people's, <laughs> people's dinners. and that's Exactly. Like, yeah, it's just not the same. So, okay, get where you're coming from. So, yeah, so a little bit of a, like, it's, it, it is a review, but it will be a very honest review. You're not going to see a video of me saying, oh, yeah, don't go there. This is rubbish. Yeah. The thing is, like, I will go to restaurants and tell my honest opinion. If there's, like, a dish or a cocktail that I did not enjoy, I will tell the restaurant, I'm sorry, I did not enjoy that. I don't want to post yeah, negative yeah. things, you know? Okay. So it will, be, it will be honest things, but, like, I will only post, post things that are actually... I actually enjoyed. I'm not gonna go in this little snack food, uh, snack place, eat something that I really didn't like, and then post it like, "Oh yeah, I love it." Because if I send people there, they're gonna see our lives and they're gonna not like it. It's, it's gonna create a lot of confusion. I want people to see absolute dining as like the place to be. To to like, it's a bit like hospitality revolution. I want to say I want people to know that absolute dining is here to prove that hospitality is not just just like a day-to-day -day job. Mm -hmm. It's like another world. It's where you can just be yourself. You can just forget about work. You can forget about anything and just. Be whoever the hell you want to be over there while enjoying the best food and the best cocktail in the world while speaking to the bartender, not him. Things like this. I want to show people what hospitality really is, you know? No, perfect. And the thing is with, with food and, and drink, I mean, you know, everyone every day has to eat food and drinks. So you might as well go to a place where you're going to eat the best foods and stuff. And, you know, I always hear about, you know, you see on like movies and things about food critics that review places. But unless mm -hmm. you're in that circle, you don't know. So it must be really handy just to have it all in one app. You know, you pop open the app and go, actually, do you know what? Yeah, this place, I've never heard of this place before. Let's try that, you know. Unless you yeah. have trusted reviews from yourself and, and other people that have experienced that, that hospitality, which is good. It sounds like you live in the dream, Max, to be honest. Just going around different restaurants, bars, Trying the, trying the drinks, trying the food. It is. <laughs> Taking a couple of pictures with the chef. Well, sadly, at the moment, it's not going on. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But this is why I was thinking about actually turning it into a takeaway thing because obviously this, it, it, it hasn't really launched yet. So I was just doing stories on Absolute Dining just to like, just showing some places I was going to promote. Mm. And then it all went down. Yeah. It was all new. Like I've worked, I, was, I stayed in my room for two months doing nothing, not even, 
not even seeing people, just staying stuck in my room on my computer and working my ass off mm-hmm. on it. I created my website myself. I learned a bit coding to be able to do that. I didn't want to pay anything. I wanted to do it myself. And and then when I was ready to launch it, my heart was in it. And then it just all blew mm-hmm. away. But that's just not me. It's all restorators. Every entrepreneur, everyone. I mean, I'm sorry like for everyone to be in this condition, but it will get better. I don't want people to feel depressed. It's actually a good time for people to focus on what they want because when everything will open again, there will be bursting everything yeah. you know what i mean when everything opens again absolute dining is gonna it's exactly definitely, and if you definitely. if you look at it that way like just look at it in the positive spin on it i mean you've it might have not been the best time for you to launch it then you know it might have just given you yeah. a year or so to really focus on it perfect it um work on the mm-hmm. app or whatever it might be website uh, and then launch and you'll be like 10 times better yeah i'm looking i'm, look, <laughs> I'm looking at it on positive side i mean the I know, I know how hard it can be for loads of people, and especially knowing loads, loads and loads of restaurants have closed, and which is why I'm back in London. I didn't tell you, but like, I mean, I came back to London two months mm-hmm. ago for going from going to Paris for three months because um, when was that? Uh, when before before Christmas, like this Christmas, obviously, uh, I, I I left when when I saw everything closing and stuff. I was working as a, as a, as a how do you say like. Chef de Rang in uh, Clarets after leaving Gunmakers. Uh, and then they, when Corona happened, mm-hmm. they got rid of me. They got rid of me because I was just starting and they were like, yeah, we, we can't keep you because yeah. we can't pay staff and stuff. And I was like, what the hell? I'm bringing lo- you loads of money and stuff. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, what the hell? And they're like, yeah, no, I'm sorry, we can't. And, and, and I was like, okay, so this Corona thing is actually a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and then I was like, okay, I'm not going to stay here doing nothing. So this is when I did photography, like you said earlier. I was like, I don't want to stay at home doing nothing. So I created a new Instagram page called Citizens View because I wanted to show people how busy places were looking empty. You know, like if, if we didn't have COVID, no one would see Oxford Circus daytime with not a single human being. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It, it's something that will stay in history. And I want to be able to make that change. But then obviously when I was going out on Instagram, taking pictures and doing stories at the beginning, I was getting death threats. Wow. Like... Yeah, yeah, I was getting people saying like, it's because yeah, and, and they, they are t- totally right. And I understand completely. But the, everyone's going out now, even though it's the same thing. You know what I mean? And I wasn't going out, taking a bus or whatever. I was walking, I was staying protected. And it didn't, I didn't want to touch anybody. I didn't want to see anybody. I was just myself, with myself, taking pictures to breathe and show people how the world was looking to change a bit. Yeah. Their mind. And it did work at the end, you know? Yeah. People were like, wow, it's actually beautiful. Thank you for showing me that. So, and it's, I guess it's a little bit of a, like, a part of you that really enjoys it, right? I think everyone's got that in them and you have to do it to stay sane, right? For, for some people might be going for a walk, might be going for a, like, a little jog in the morning, uh, few oops, photography. It's just to keep a bit of a routine exactly, and, and actually be able exactly. to get outside in the fresh air. So Max, if we presented you with a blank cheque uh, and we said, look, here you go, 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 and, go and set up your restaurant, where and what restaurant would it be? What, what type? And what food would you do? Have you have you have you thought about it, or is it? I did. That's a beautiful We're question. It's making my heart beat yeah. again. <laughs> ah, it's making my heart beat again. <laughs> well, to be honest, I love Raymond Blanc. Okay, so he's one of my favorite chefs, Raymond Blanc. Uh, I love Philippe Etchebest as well, uh, because Philippe Etchebest has a restaurant called uh, Le Mur. Yeah, was it Le Mur? Troisième Mur, le Troisième Mur, and and it's just the, 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 if you look it up on Instagram, the, the culinary dishes that he makes the, the the creation that he has is just mental it's crazy um and so for me i want to introduce a restaurant not too expensive a bit luxury i love i love luxury i love beautiful things i like i like you know like obviously like beautiful bars and be like oh hey i like my tie i like my this oh nice cocktail <laughs> of course i'm a french i'm a french cliche a parisian kind guy like this and i love it and um and the thing is i want to open a cocktail tapas place, but that mm. will still be as seen as a restaurant. So basically, it will be a restaurant, probably called Chez Blanc, you know, at a, at a, at Blanc, my house. Me. <laughs> um, very nice, modern, cozy, not too many light, not too much lights, a bit intimate. Every table we had will have like quite a few distance, so people could talk without hearing the other ones. Um, and with a thing, well, it would be a sharing concept. Obviously, this is the new trendy thing, but trendy makes business. Um, like culinary tapas thing but every dish would come with a different cocktail so basically if i had a little a little cod dish like a little cod with spinach and truffle i would have a cocktail created next to it that would be the same color a bit salty cocktail a bit aubergine cocktails you know i would call mixologists to create cocktails that would go with the thing i create cocktails myself yeah i create cocktails myself i mean i've learned how to create cocktails and stuff like that 
I'm I'm quite good at it, but I'm not. It's not the best thing I'm in. So I would definitely have to have people that are very good at it, like proper mixologists, um, and create plates that goes with the cocktails. It's a bit like a sharing concept with the plates and the cocktail, and 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 something that people didn't see before, something that people didn't taste before, and all that with staff that yeah, will yeah. be the way they want to be. Obviously, not aggressive or whatever, but like just be you. And see the customer a as a family. Yeah. Exactly. I want, uh, in all the years in hospitality that I've worked at, a lot of people have told me, oh, why are you too friendly with customers? I'm like, mate, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I've never left a customer. I've never left. A, I mean, a customer never left a restaurant without smiling when I had my service. Most restaurants I worked in, loads of reviews, all of a TripAdvisor, Google reviews, Maxim, Fabulous Wait. It's not, it's not, it's not to, to tell how good I am. It's just to say that, People want that because when they're at work, they're serious. When they're in a restaurant or a bar, if they're there with friends and stuff like that, they'd rather have a friendly service or they'd rather be left alone. But you, you know it. So yeah, in my restaurant, yeah. I really want my staff to be, just be you, mate. Just do whatever you, you know, whatever you want to do. As soon as you understand how that customer will be. If you're in Chelsea and you have a couple of people not talking or whatever, and they just want to be alone, you know you have to serve them well and be on top and perfect and a perfect fine dining service but if it's like a group of friends we're like chatty with you and stuff like that, you know you can have a chat with them mm-hmm. and then laugh and stuff like that you know it's, it's it's you have to understand your customer as soon as they walk in you have to know it's a bit psychological as well you have to see what kind of people they will be and yeah my restaurant will be that kind of thing and where to be honest i'd say i'd say probably paris because i'm very i'm very <laughs> disappointed to for i mean i'm happy to be back in london but um, I, I, when I came back a few months ago, I was so, so depressed about not making one of a, a little bit of my dream happen because I was with a friend there opening a restaurant uh, yeah. that we've been working on. The link is in my, my Instagram bio. It's called Brook Restaurant Paris. And uh, it, you, if you go on the page of the where, um, where it says drink genie, it drink, says drink genie okay. because I was on the bar side. So I was the, the, my friend was like money side and I was the, the, the person there to get a team in, train the team, create the cocktails, speak with the chef to, to create dishes and stuff like that. So I was in the creative part, he was in the money part. And, um, and we, we worked our asses off to open this place. And then, and then Macron said, oh yeah, there's gonna be a curfew guys. So everybody's home at six. We were about to open a restaurant for the mm-hmm. first time. Oh, and we, so yeah, exactly. And we were like, sadly, we cannot pay rent. We cannot pay the staff and we cannot invest in the restaurant with just an afternoon service. So we did, we, we thought about a lot of things. And then I was like, guys, I'm not going to be able to stay in Paris because if I stay in Paris, I'm going to keep on paying rent and chain rent and this and that without having any revenue because I, I was there for three months and a half without revenue. I was just investing, investing, investing and working and working to open this place. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to come back to London because I have my flat there. And mm-hmm. so I came back and then I was like, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to do this absolute dining thing, and which I did. And now, boom. Let's see how it yeah. goes. No, absolutely. I think I think in, we've got time as well, right? I know it seems really doom and gloom at the moment, but I think once it starts kicking off again, it, this will be really successful and you can continue to follow your dreams, as it were. Um, but yeah, question from me, Max. So, like, we have a lot of younger listeners that perhaps are working in a full-time job and their absolute dream would be to you know, leave that job and start up their own little restaurant somewhere. I, I know Joe and I have spoken this before. We'd love to, mm. you know... Perhaps not, oh. not perhaps not together, but we'd love to move away and start up a little bar somewhere. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I bet, <laughs> so, I bet. Get me in trouble. We've spoken about it like, a, a couple of times. Like, we've, I'd, I'm really passionate about food. Oh. Joe, you love a, a beer, a drink, whatever. So, like, it'll be nice to actually move away from a corporate environment and, you know, start up a business like that. But a lot of people are fearful, right? So what mm. advice would you give to perhaps someone that's out there listening to this and thinking, do you know what, I might want to make the jump right now? Start slowly. Don't go too fast because I tend to do that too fast. And then that's when I see that I become too, too depressed. I'm, I'm, I'm either everything or li- I'm either a little bit, I mean, nothing or everything. But mm-hmm. the, the, my advice would be start slow. Like, for example, if they don't know what they want to do in life, I mean, they have the little passion. They know what they like, but they just don't know how to get into it. And they think that they'll never be, never be able to do it because they just work in a place that they don't like. So they're starting to feel a bit depressed, blah, blah, blah. I mean... We, we 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 know how it is it's just start slow as in giving yourself a little goal for example i don't know if if that person is smoke cigarettes maybe stop smoking a cigarette just just start with one stupid little thing yeah. or waking up at 8 a.m instead of waking up at 10 a.m 
um, and just doing it every day. And then that's a goal achieved. Then you'll be like, oh, wow, I can actually do what I said I was going to do. Let's, let's set a bigger goal. And then mm-hmm. it's going to be like, oh, my God, I'm going to wake up at 7.30 and do one hour gym. Okay. Ah, oh, this is so hard. Just literally just at the moment you're supposed to do it, think about something else that you like and you just jump in it while thinking about something else. You won't see yourself fall in it. For example, if you want to wake up, but you can't wake up, Think about cookies, and at the moment you think about cookie, you just throw yourself out of the bed. It is a bit stupid. No, it's, too, it's a bit stupid to say. Okay. It's a bit like people listening to this will probably be like, "Ah, it's easy to say, but I mean, not easy to do." Or how would that work? Mm-hmm. But to be honest, that's how I did it. I mean, I've been working hospitality my whole life in positions I did enjoy, but it's just not what I wanted in my life. Yeah. And this lockdown happened, and I was like, "Oh my god, I feel so depressed and stuff like that. I can't go out." And that's when I said, "Actually, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna take pictures. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that." And I did it. And the fact that I was in it, I was like, wait, I am in it. Let's set another goal. And then I was setting more goals and more goals and more goals. And it's just in a mental, what you like will will step forwards. Sorry, I'm losing a bit of my English. I'm trying to find a word. No, no, no. (laughs) But no, you mean. It's like, you you don't know what the, perhaps the end goal is, but as long as you're taking the next step towards it, then it's all good, no matter how big or small it is. Exactly. I don't know if he likes drawing, and but you just don't find the motivation because COVID Mm. is in, COVID is telling you, nah, your life is over, mate. No, don't, don't, no, it's true. I mean, because loads of people are telling me, oh, I had big dreams. I have lo- loads of messages on Instagram as well, sending me like, yeah. thanks, thanks to you, you're making me laugh. I mean, I'm feeling depressed, but your stories are just entertaining and they're making me wake up better. I'm like, whoa, really? I'm like, okay, good, I'm happy. But the thing is like, it's just, if you feel that like you're starting to feel depressed, if you feel like you're, everything is bringing you down during this COVID situation, just tell yourself that you're happy. Just tell yourself to smile, yeah. just tell yourself something your brain will listen and your brain will repeat it. Just it's, I'm not going to lie. I've quit smoking three weeks ago. I was one of the biggest smokers. Congrats. Big, thank you. Biggest drinkers. Oh my God. You, you know what I mean? And I've literally woke up a day and I was like, you know what? This is spending money for no reason. I want to invest. I want to do this. I want to build my own business. Like, like I said, but there's no point of using money for cigarettes or alcohol or getting drunk when yeah. it's locked down. So I might as well just force myself. I woke up, I was like, fuck this. And I just threw everything out and I haven't done anything since then. And I don't even miss it because I have my goal, which is open and absolute dining and rocking the, the world in London of hospitality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people should... So just... So I was just going just to just jump in because, you know, I think something that, that's evident, you know, just speaking to you is, is your passion and your mindset. And, you know, as a, as a young uh, man or as a 15-year-old, um, kid you know mm. being told from from the school system and saying look you know we don't think you're good enough you've got to leave you know a lot of people would have just sort of crumpled into themselves but you know y- your mindset is no i'm gonna go make something i'm gonna go and do this yeah. where do you think that, that that came from okay so the thing i know exactly what you mean and i just i'm, I'm gonna try to find words where people listening won't even be like oh my god he's that kind of person i mean it's just I know that nowadays with hospital, I mean, with uh, the social media and stuff, people can take things differently. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, there's a lot of like, I'm better than, uh, anyway. And it's just, I'm, 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 my mentality is a bit like, I don't really believe in government. I don't really believe in everything that's above us, which is money. So I do believe in a world that we are kind of manipulated. Yes and no. I mean, I know co- everything going on is a real thing. But I know there is something above it, which is money, lies, petrol, wars, uh, uh, whatever. And for me, education is something that they want you to be how they want you to be. So most biggest entrepreneurs just didn't go full studying. They did their own thing, like like Steve Jobs. Like I mean, like he, he works his way through by himself, by doing what he likes. Most artists, like painters, uh, musicians, and all these kind of things, they did their, their own thing, their passion. They went out of school. They didn't really care about school. And they just, they were there in the garage, not sleeping for the whole night, drawing their thing, painting their things. And that's how they were known. And that's why there is less and less artists these days. In Paris, there's no new things. In, in Le Louvre, there's no new things anywhere. I mean, there's small artists, but they're not really known because everyone is following education. And I was like, nah, I want to do whatever the hell I want to do. So I know that if I get out of, hosp- uh, of, of education, see how much I say hospitality? Yeah. I, I, I want to, it's crazy. And I want to get out of education. I mean, it's not for me and I know it. And I knew it since the age of like what, 14, 13. I was like, okay, that's it. I know I don't want it. I was drawing when, at that time and I could see, I could do my life. I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't need school. I'm going to do my own thing. And I really like when I was going into real life, I was realizing how hard it was actually and not that easy to do, but it is possible. I mean, it is possible. 
So it took me a long time to realize, but it is possible. I was just telling myself, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Even when I'm out with friends, this is another thing for people that want to, 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 to do their, their dream or whatever. It's just, for example, I'm fine as long as I have my legs, my arms, and I'm breathing. So if I can cut my finger really badly and people will be like, yo, call the ambulance. I'll be like, no, it's fine. Look, I'm fine. <laughs> I, you know, it's, I've always been fine. Every time something's yeah. wrong, I'll say it's fine. It'll be fine. And it actually mm-hmm. happens. It always ends up fine anyway, you know? So, yeah, when I... Yeah, I, I think when there's sometimes when there's problems that present themselves, you know, I, I've been guilty of it in the past mm. and, and, and you let you let them things, they go in your mind, they, you know, you worry about them, you get anxious about them and then when you actually deal with it, it's actually fine, you know, like you said with, with your finger, you think, oh God, if I cut my finger, it's going to fall off, I'm going to yeah. lose it. But actually, you put a plaster on it and in a couple of days' time, it's fine. Of course. So no, no, that, that positive mental attitude that, that you portray, I think, you know, you talk about you in hospitality, but I think as long as you're positive, and especially in these testing times, you know, as long as you, you're true to yourself, you're positive every day, you know, you can make anything you want really happen. Of course. Going off from positive, there must be some negative customer stories that you've had. There must be some, you know, you've dropped a couple of beers on someone or something. What's the worst customer experience you've had? Oh, well, customer experience during my hospitality time. Uh, yeah. Wow, there's not only just one, there's, there's a lot. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's the, the first one to come out is, I mean, if my, Mikael, if you're listening to this, I mean, if you'll be listening to this, um, it's my, my left hand. How do you say this thing? I mean, one of my fingers. I was about to another time. So you really, you really need your fingers, you know, to do flaring, to do like to the show and like be like, oh yeah, I'm the best, whatever. And you can't tell. And we were kind of really drunk on shift and it was the end of the shift and we were like very, very drunk, running everywhere and serving customers, but like really good because we were used to it, you know, and we were like having fun, but like hyperactive kind of thing. And then I could hear him like asking for help downstairs on, on the, like at the bottom of the restaurant. It was a two floor restaurant. And I was like, yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm going to help you, I'm going to help you. And there was customers next to him while he was down on the restaurant trying to take a bin out. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to help you taking the bin out. So I was holding the bin and he was like, how do you say? Um, he was trying to take the plastic thing of the bin. You know, when you hold the bin and take the plastic bag yeah, off. The bin yeah, 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 yeah. And it was, it was glass in it. Oh, <laughs> and, um, no. Yeah, it was glass in it. And then I was like, I was like, come on, do it, do it. Show me your power. It was, we were drunk. And then you took it out really fast. And there was a broken bottle in it. And the broken bottle literally went inside my finger. Um, so, and we couldn't take the bottle out. But when that went in, there was literally blood spitting everywhere. And it went, it went on some customers' tables. And nice. it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was pretty mad. And then I was like, oh, shit, it looks like I'm going to die. And I mean, it was really, <laughs> it was really crazy because we were drunk and I was, it, it made me stress out a little bit because there was a lot of blood. And I mean, it, the, the, the thing went into my finger. And so we got, I mean, we had to call the ambulance and stuff like that in the middle of a shift. Went to hospital, stayed for like three hours in the waiting room because NHS is amazing. Um, and I was there holding <laughs> my finger while all my blood was spilling and spilling and spilling. I was like, guys, can I just see someone, please? Please. And like, uh, no, you have to wait, sir. And I was like, cool. Um, so, yeah, now I've got some <laughs> stitches. And that finger cannot really be used anymore because it touched a nerve. So oh, my now, God. Yeah. I'm a bit sad about that. But otherwise, most bad experiences was like, I've, to be honest, I've, I've dropped once a tray on a, on a customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was actually of... Uh, it was a bottle. Oh my god, yes! Oh putain! And it was a bottle of Chateau Margaux, which is uh, one of the most expensive uh, Bordeaux wines. And no. so yeah, so it was. I think it was. It was a bottle because you've got the Margaux and you've got the Chateau Margaux. So Margaux is like not that expensive, but then Chateau Margaux goes up. It's minimum four hundred quid for a bowl. Minimum. Oh, wow. And this oh. and this bottle is going up to eighteen k. Easy, like eighteen thousand pounds bottles of wine. Done, boom. Jeez. Yeah, I think it was a bottle up to six. It was six hundred bowl, and I was and I had it in my hands, and I had a tray with the two glasses, and I was sober for once. And literally, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, please, uh, bosses, don't uh, not employ me if you hear this. Anyway, um, and I literally, I was overly excited of selling that bowl, and I literally dropped the bowl on the table of the customers, and it just exploded. I had oh, to you're pay kidding. that. I had to. Yeah, I had to pay that off. And I was like, oh. no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. But then otherwise, it's, I did drop some stuff here and there. But it was mostly when I was own, when I was running as a general manager, uh, fish and chips place in Soho, which was the strongest <laughs> idea ever. Because um, Soho, you know Soho, um, it's a pretty crazy place. I mean, do you know Soho? Well, yeah, 
Oh, not at all. Wait, wait, where, where are you guys from? Quickly. Yeah, uh, this is this is going to be sound mad. So we're both from sort of just outside of London. I'm southeast. Joe, you're North London. Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire yeah. London. Right. I'm in, but I'm in London all the time. Like obviously before COVID, like, I'd love going out in London every weekend or like you know I work in in the city. Like it's brilliant. Yeah. Joe doesn't tend to venture into London too much. So so oh, Joe, I you're live. saying you don't know where Soho is. Well, no, I know. <laughs> Tottenham, <laughs> Tottenham Court Road and stuff. Somewhere where oh all the craziness happens. The, you know? the crazy <laughs> Chinatown. I, I exactly. I've been to London probably about, I could probably, on the times of my fingers, like probably about 10, 10, 15 times. Even though I live 40 minutes away, mm-hmm. I just don't venture into London. And, and it was a shame, really, because, you know, hopefully when, when COVID's over, I'm going to be straight on that train into London. But um, And I'll be using your app and I'll be able to find out where I can go. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's definitely something I need to do because as you say there's so many there's so many different places you can go to, there's so many experiences and stuff and, and just the city life really. And it, and you know, hearing you saying, you know, you, you go from here to there and everywhere, you must have met some really um some really brilliant people and must have really immersed yourself in a lot of cultures, especially all these different restaurants have different themes and that as well. So that, that must yeah, be a really good experience. That's a bit how I went into seeing the different kind of services because yeah, I mean I was I mean, when you work in the, in the industry in London, I mean, depending on where you work, obviously, because if, but yeah, you, you, you get to know people, you have your, it's like, you know, credit rating with a credit card or whatever, you have a credit, right, okay, so yeah. you, you, got, you have a credit rating in hospitality, guys, if you work in hospitality in London, you have a credit rating in hospitality. So if, <laughs> if you get fired or do two crazy things or whatever, and like in a restaurant, the owner will always know another guy that knows the other guy, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's, everything is known in this industry. Everything is known. So... I was going out a lot, was meeting a lot of people, going to beautiful places, beautiful restaurants, beautiful bars. And now I'm not going to lie, but like when I go to Soho, Oxford Circus or Marlborough or Baker Street, and I mean, more central. I don't really go um, other places. I mean, I know a lot of people, but it's not like friends. They're just like people I see. Oh, hey, Max. Oh, hey, Timmy. Oh, hey, Didis. Mm-hmm. And it, they still all have that same thing, which is they love what they do. But you can see in all those restaurants and all these bars, the kind of different services, the service they do. Like if it's a bistro, a gastro, a pub, a bar, a cocktail bar, a private cocktail bar, private members club, fine dining, Michelin, whatever, Rosette, everything. And every place has a different kind of service. Every single place. And except Michelin stars. Actually, I'm sorry. (laughs) All Michelin stars, they all have the same kind of service, which is what I didn't like. I mean, Mm -hmm. they have the stars. They know what they're doing, of course. And... And um and congratulations to to Ellen Daros. I don't know. Hopefully one day she will listen to this. But Ellen Daros <laughs> and a friend of and a friend of mine that works as a sommelier there called Luca. Uh, they literally just got their third star last week. Uh, third hey, congratulations! Star in, at the Kona Hotel. So brilliant. That was great. Yeah, that was great news. But I mean, they have a perfect service. You know, it is perfect. It is beautiful. It's what most rich people want what you really want to see in a beautiful place like that. So this is why I didn't really get with Michelin stars, which is what absolute dining, I will not aim to do advertising or marketing for Michelin stars. I'm going to stay under that because it's just the way they are. But like every fine dining places, rosettes places or small independent restaurants or small chains, they want a fine dining service, but I can see, you can see that you can still, I mean, be yourself. It's just, it's a crazy world Every, everywhere is different Every, like you said everywhere is completely different I feel, yeah. I feel like that's the thing about London though you must see so many different um, cultures as well like there's you, you can go down one street and get one type of dish to another street there's so many different restaurants all in this very small location so like how do you com- how do you compare like the cultures from London to, to Paris how would you explain that because it must be like a completely different world the way I see it is Paris is passion London is business yeah um, so restaurants in London they want to make money uh, and restaurants in Paris, obviously they want to make money, but they don't really care. They, they mostly want to show what they do. So it's just like, for example, in Paris, most restaurants, they are not in service continue. So basically they're not open all day. So most restaurants close between three and six, most of them. So you see, they're not trying to get as many customers as here. Here they do all day long, you know what I mean? Because they just want to get as many people in as possible mm-hmm. to make as much money as possible. In France, it's just like, you can go at restaurants in Paris or in France, whatever. Sit down outside on la terrasse, or down on the terrace, with your cigarette, and order one piece of bread and butter and saucisson, and just stay there for four hours. Yeah, yeah. And London's very it, rushed, isn't it? Everyone's rushing. Exactly. Everyone's got somewhere to go. Exactly. The first thing, most restaurants that you go, if it's busy places, they will be like, "Yo, 
you can come. I mean, they won't say yo, but they'll be like, good evening, sir. <laughs> I mean, they'll be, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, they'll be like, yeah, so basically we, we'll need the table back in two hours. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. And obviously you're going to be like, yeah, that's fine. But you can see them rushing to, it's a come in and come out. It's a uh, come in Free and go. commercial, yeah. Exactly. So people go, eat, oh, ciao. And in France, is, this is probably why we say that yeah, French but, people are but judging. Max, do, you pref- do you prefer that? Because you come across as quite creative, outspoken, you know, like energy guy. So you must quite like some of the atmospheres in London that are, you know, a little bit more upbeat, a little bit more fun. When I think of France, I think very like, relaxed, lovely food, beautiful wine. Everyone's chilled and relaxed. <laughs> no one's got a worry in the world. And then you come to well, London, it's like a madass. Well, there's a positive side on both because exactly in, in, in England, I mean, yeah, in London, I can have energy and run everywhere and be like, oh, yeah, you know, do you know this? And blah, blah, blah. Of course, I can do that and see a lot of different people. <laughs> yeah. That I will not have in Paris for sure. But what I will have in Paris and not in London is the time to be able to discuss properly what they're eating, yeah. what they're drinking, making yeah. connection with them. And even after closing the restaurant, sitting down and having a little glass of cognac with them and then keeping the guy's number who's going to introduce me to people who will invest in my business. Do you know what I mean? Lovely, yeah. It's like, it's two different kind of things. In London, it's like you meet a lot of people, but you don't get time to actually meet them. So you lose the number. In front, but you beat a lot, so you have more chance to meet someone. But in France, you, you can speak with them much more. I mean, it's, it's just, over there, it's calm, mm-hmm. passion. Oh, just have a glass of wine. Same with a lot of Europe, right? I don't I always find this. It's like, no one's in a rush to do anything. You can just sort of take your time. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if you're at the table, like you said, for like a couple of hours, talk to the owner. Yeah. Like it's, it's Everyone's yeah. really chill, which is lovely. Like, that's why we, yeah. we love it as a holiday. And you don't get kicked out. You don't get kicked out either. <laughs> the, the, even they love you for staying five hours. They're not spending any money. They love it. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a bit crazy. And it's just... That's just the way it is. And that's why French people are just sitting on a terrace, looking at people walking in the streets and judging them. And that's why, we're called <laughs> John, you know? that's why we do. We sit down, we smoke a cigarette, eat saucisson for the whole day with the same glass of wine and be like, oh, look at this guy. He looks a bit weird. Oh, of course, mon ami. You know? <laughs> and, and it's two, diff- two different cultures, but both have their own interests. Both have their own uh, in and out. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I want a mix of these. And it's what my restaurant will be. Sounds like you are in, a perfect mix. It's like the perfect storm. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Come at Chibnall soon in a couple of years, please. But yeah, it's that's yeah, that's the way I see it. And hopefully hospitality will go back up and my God, I would just hope everybody in the sector and even every other sectors, but we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's just, so what so what are your plans for for 2021 obviously at the moment it's still a little bit um bit turbulent with, with what's going on so the lockdown and vaccinations are still rambling on but but what are your sort of rough plans for 2021 well at the moment it's just i'm just helping a friend uh take over an italian restaurant in Marylebone called in blenford little 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 advertising little promotion uh-huh. mm-hmm. um and it's, it's a little <laughs> independent italian restaurant beautiful food beautiful it's uh, the owner is called she's, she's called Jessica and she she's a she's a good friend of my friend, uh, with whom we're trying to bring the restaurant back up and stuff like that. Bring new ideas. We're doing the lockdown. We're doing delivery and all this at the moment. Brilliant food, brilliant wine. But it's just my plan this year is yeah helping to bring this restaurant up, making the the place work to be able to learn as well during the same time. And as I'm not working, I mean I'm working for myself. Uh, I'm just at the moment is just trading a lot, learning a lot, investing a lot, so and working out a lot. So at least when this lockdown <laughs> stops, I'll be I'll be opening my door and be like, look, I've got the body, I stopped smoking, I've got money, let's have fun and open absolute dining, you know? <laughs> and it's basically I think it's gonna be summer. I think it's gonna be June or mm-hmm. July where things are gonna reopen to be honest. I don't think it'll be before. But when we open I wanna be able to be like ten grand to invest in my business, ten grand to have fun. And I'm ready to, there we go, to, 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 to rock and roll with life and just take everyone that I love with me and make them happy, you know, and bring them back to life. And so, yeah, I think at the moment it's just investing in myself, investing in my business and learning and writing down business stuff for Absolute Dining. And yeah, it's just a bit like everybody else, just trying to figure out. <laughs> sounds sounds yeah. brilliant. And, and, yeah. and Max, so... Every, so every guest that we get on this episode, we like to ask them an, a really important question. So normally of this course. is a bit of a, an icebreaker, but I mean, I think you're the perfect <laughs> perfect guest to provide perhaps oh, the best answer. I'm looking forward to this one. <laughs> really oh am. my God, oh my one. God. So it's, <laughs> Go for it's, it. it's a couple of years, years time. You've set up your perfect restaurant. It's in West London. Joe and mm-hmm. I are coming to visit you. So what is your perfect drink of choice that you'll present to us when we turn up at your restaurant? Joe, you're having an old fa- lavender old fashioned because it's my favorite one, and I think like you'll like it. So old fashioned with lavender. Oh, nice. oh, okay. Um, and for you, Anna, 
I mean, don't get me wrong, bro. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're like a porn star martini. No, you've got me completely wrong. So I'm. I I'll love that. Red... <laughs> Joe will have that. That's 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 way up Joe Street. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of red wine, Max. So recommend oh. me like a, a really nice bottle of red, and I'll be happy. I will. I, I mean, Saint Emilion, Chateau Margaux. This kind of, of course, you like red wine. So you're a red wine person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wow. Okay. And Joe, you don't like wine. Oh, I'm a vodka man, unfortunately. We're getting, we're, we're getting him into it, Max. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll ease yeah, him in. Yeah, you'll, you'll get me into the wines eventually. Yeah. Okay. There's not much. The problem is, you know, when you go to the supermarket, you buy some seven pound rubbish and it mm. never tastes any good. And I've never, you know, I've never been to a restaurant and had a proper decent bottle of wine or anything. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That's the. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's shocking. So that, that's what I need. That's what I need to immerse myself into this to the wine, and I, I do find all of that so interesting. And, and yeah. that, but it's just never anything that I've really dipped my toes into. It's just always been the the rubbish Blossom Hill wine or whatever you get <laughs> the bottle shelf of Tesco's, <laughs> like Lambrini, Lambrini as well. And I was, oh my god, oh, Joe! <laughs> Max is gonna start crying. Anyone else? We offended, offended him. Yeah. him. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Max, for joining our podcast. I mean, we're just touching thank on you. an hour now, but you've shared so much really insightful oh, it's been stuff. Brilliant. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's been speaking no, too fast. No, no. Do you know what? It's been so refreshing <laughs> speaking to someone that's got like completely different passions. You're clearly really Definitely. into what you're doing, and you've got a real love for it. And it's lovely to see that that fire, if that makes sense. It's, it's yeah, it's just great to see. It does. Um, so all the best on your, you know, next plans and your goals for the rest of the year. Jojo, have you got any other questions for Max before he leaves? Or Max, have you got any questions for us or anything else you'd like to discuss whilst you're here? Um, I mean, I kind of, I mean, not really. I just hope, I hope you guys like will get a lot of people coming in and stuff. Because I mean, it's quite, it's, it's good. I haven't, I haven't seen any really much podcasts and stuff like that uh, in the same, I mean, kind of thing that you're doing. But this is really good what you're doing. I mean, you, I know you're going to influence a lot of people to to learn and discover themselves and, and grow so i mean jesus guys keep on doing that and thank you for having me and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll definitely. speak again soon to be honest yeah definitely it, yeah it's just that like you said it is really just to share stories share experiences and inspire others mm. and not only that but joe and i have, have learned so much just speaking to individuals you know I, I, I don't know about you joe but i feel quite inspired just listening to some of these stories oh definitely you know like it, it even though i might not um have the same passion for the hospitality you know yeah. one thing that just listening to you speak is you know is your passion and your mindset mm-hmm. for something and it, it inspires me to go out and go do you know what actually you know if max has really found out what he loves you know there must be something out there for exactly. me that i really love exactly exactly and, and that's what i take away from this interview and, and hopefully it translates to the to the listeners as well and we have other people go yeah do you know what today's the day that i'm going to take action and find out what i want to do as well so really thank you for, for coming on and sharing with that uh, that with us that's been brilliant yeah, thank you so much Anytime. Max. You're very welcome, guys, and thank you so much for having me again. Yeah, all the best. Brilliant. Is, just quickly, is there any uh, anything you want to shout out? Your where can people find you? Instagram. Medias. Yeah, well, I mean, I think people know where to find me. Maximus Blockinis. It's, 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 <laughs> and there's all the links. All the links are in there. I mean, this is mo- mostly my profile. Just just doing some stories in here and there to make people laugh a little bit, make them smile, and then obviously all my other things, absolute dining. So I will I will post it on that when it goes to rock and roll. So, yeah. Oh, I can't Perfect. wait for that Brilliant. to be live. Yeah, we'll keep it Yeah, live. definitely. <laughs> cool. Th- well, thank you very much, guys. Have a lovely evening. Thank you so and much, you. Max. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to leave a five star review on whatever platform you get your podcast from and check us out on Instagram at The First Quarter Club. See you next week. <laughs>